You're listening to A Slice of Therapy with me, Alan Parry. So I wonder if you can imagine waking up tomorrow and you no longer had a name. And not just that you no longer had a name, but nobody had a name. And the names that you had yesterday, nobody could remember. That names were just not a thing anymore. So when it came to trying to phone your friend, you couldn't go through your contacts and just pick their name and call them because nobody had a name. When you were talking to a friend about somebody, you wouldn't be able to name that person. You'd have to be saying, do you know that friend I have who's kind of got brown hair and his average height? And it'd be really complicated, wouldn't it? And imagine if it wasn't just people's names that didn't exist. Imagine if things didn't have names either. So you couldn't say, has anyone seen my shirt? Because there'd be no such thing as a shirt. You'd have to actually describe it. Has anyone seen that kind of thing that I wear on my body that has, well, you couldn't even say a collar. And in fact, you couldn't even say a body because nothing would have a name, not even that. Can you imagine how confusing it would be if things and people simply didn't have names? There'd be no way to articulate what was going on in your head. There'd just be this swell of thoughts and confusion that you wouldn't be able to, you know, put any kind of sense to. And that's kind of the thing that happens as well, isn't it? When we're going through stuff, when we're going through stuff emotional, that can be how that feels as well. It's just a swirl of stuff going on. And in fact, that's why it's really helpful to name what's going on for us too. Just like it's good to name a shirt or a screwdriver or a person, it's good to name what's going on for us too. In fact, there's been studies that have shown that when we name what's going on for us, it actually helps us to deal with it and to overcome it. And so in this podcast, I'm going to show you three different ways in which you can name what you're going through. The first one is going to be about your nervous system. The second one is going to be your emotions. And the third is going to be about naming what's underneath your emotions. So let's start first with your nervous system. Every one of us has got a nervous system. And biologically, it's split into three different sections, our nervous system. Now, the nervous system's job, as well as other things, is to keep us alive. And so it's very sensitive for signs of danger or at least unsafety. And so given that there are only three different aspects of the nervous system, it's it's easy to track it, really. So the first one is where we have, you know, where we feel safe, where everything is okay, where we're socially engaged, eye contact is easy, all that kind of stuff. We feel safe. doesn't have to be spectacular, but we're in a kind of okay level place. So that's the first part of your nervous system. The second is where you kind of move into alertness, like almost like a fight or flight. And so you'll probably notice this if you if you're just sat there reading a book and then suddenly there's a noise that you don't expect. You, you'll notice if you start to tune into it that your body actually very quickly moves into an alert state that you get very quickly on your guard until you realise it's nothing and you come back to okayness. 
And so we've seen okay state. We've seen that kind of alert fight or flight state. And the third one is where we see our cells go into shutdown, where things feel numb, where we're kind of got very low energy, that we're hiding ourselves away from the world, much like a, a tortoise going into its shell. And so if you're able to kind of check in with your body, you'll be able to name what you're going through. You'll be able to name whether things are on an even keel and you're feeling okay and relatively safe. You'll be able to name whether you're in a kind of hyped up high energy on a lair fight or flight state. Or you'll be able to name whether you're in shutdown. So that's the first one done, the nervous system. Whether you're okay in fight or flight or in shutdown. The next one I want to look at is emotions. Because that study which said that when we name what we're going through, that it's easier to deal with. It was specifically about emotions. Now, some psychologists say that there are seven core emotions. And so I'm going to use that map just to make it easy for you to kind of pick one. So the seven core emotions are happy, sad, afraid, angry, disgusted, excited, and sexually excited. And so when we're going through something, it can be helpful to, to simply name which of those seven emotions that it is. And if you want to get more nuanced, then you can do and use maybe a more sophisticated word. But at least you've got seven things there. You've got, you've got happiness. You've got sadness. You've got fear. You've got anger. You've got disgust, excitement and sexual excitement, all of which are really useful for us in the right circumstance. Now, sometimes we might feel shame or guilt or an emotion like that. And those same psychologists would then ask you the question, well, if you weren't feeling ashamed or you weren't feeling guilty, what is the emotion that you would put to that? Because some psychologists hold that emotions like shame and guilt actually are almost like a, a little disguise, if you like. And so naming one of those seven can be really helpful, even if we're feeling something a little bit different. And so we've seen two ways in which we can name what we're going through. The first was our nervous system. And the second was naming the emotion, whether it be happiness, sadness, anger, fear, disgust, excitement or sexual excitement. Now, the final one that you can name is what's underneath those emotions. And what's often underneath those emotions is an unmet need. So one of the useful things to name when we're going through stuff is what need in us is not being met in this moment. So if you think about it, whenever we're feeling an emotion that doesn't feel good, you know, maybe sadness, maybe fear, maybe anger, or any other more sophisticated emotion that you might want to choose. If it's something that doesn't feel good for us, typically what's happening there is that there is a need in us that's not being met. So I might be feeling angry with a friend, for instance, because, I don't know, um, they've said something that doesn't show a lot of respect for me. 
And so I can see that behind that anger and sadness, there is actually a need for me to feel respect. I have a need to be respected in that situation. And so by getting underneath the emotion, by naming what it is that we need, that really helps because a lot of the time, and not always necessarily, but a lot of the time, we can then go ahead and do something, create some strategy to meet that need. And so to summarise, we've seen, first of all, how confusing the world is when we don't use names, people's names, names of things, and how it can just feel like a swirl of stuff that is really difficult and confusing. And how that's very similar, in fact, to what happens when we're going through stuff. And so why it's really important to name things, just as that study showed, because it helps us to deal with that stuff a little easier and it helps us to overcome it a little easier as well. And then we went through three things, didn't we? The first was the autonomic nervous system. What's going on in your body and getting in tune with that in order to be able to name whether you're in an okay state or in a fight or flight state or whether you're shut down. The second was naming our emotions. And as a rough map, we looked at seven core emotions of happiness, sadness, anger, fear, disgust, excitement and sexual excitement. And finally, we looked at what's underneath those emotions and the idea that when we're happy and we're feeling a good emotion, it's because our needs are being met. And when we're less happy and we're feeling an emotion that feels tougher, it'll be because there is a need that is not being met. And so by naming it, it can actually help us there to even come up with a strategy to meet that need. And so hopefully this has been helpful because naming what we're going through helps us deal with it better and helps us overcome it. And so what you've got from this episode is three different ways that you can choose in order to name what you're going through. Now, if you found it helpful, please do share the episode with somebody else so that they can too. Also, please give us a review on iTunes and Stitcher. That really helps. You can work with me, of course, directly one-to-one. I'm Alan Parry. And you can find out more at liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk. And please subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode again. It's completely free. So thanks for listening. And I'll be back again tomorrow with another one.